This podcast has been produced and recorded on the lands of the Woiwurrung, Boonwurrung and Wuthering peoples of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging and welcome all First Nations people listening today. We acknowledge the rich history of storytelling and music within this culture. Hi there, and welcome to In All Honesty. I'm Gillian Cosgriff, and I have composed and performed the music in season one. This is a podcast that allows people to share experiences they've been through that society doesn't like to talk about. There's no interviewer, there's no questions, and there's no prompts. We send our storyteller away with a recording device, and they get to tell their story on their own terms. These are stories you don't get to hear every day. If you haven't already, we recommend you go back and start from episode one so you're getting the full story. There are some swear words in this podcast, and as a content warning, we'll be discussing stillbirth, pregnancy loss, and dealing with losing a child. If you need to talk to anyone about anything you hear today, you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14, or check our show notes for additional resources. Thanks for listening. So, our eldest, Oliver, he's uh, 16 and a half, um, and I, I can unequivocally I say... That, that Oliver is one, one of the, the most passionate, passionate um, empathetic, empathetic, brilliant human beings uh, uh, I know. I can unequivocally say that Oliver is one of the most passionate, um, empathetic, brilliant human beings um, I know. Without a doubt. Don't get me wrong. He can be a he can be a sixteen and a half year old uh, and fucking drive you crazy. But for the for the most part, he's the former. Um, and he's always had his, uh, his own kind of journey and relationship with with Meg through the whole period of time. Um, he was around obviously when, when it happened, and I I've told you in previous episodes what his reaction was as a as a kid and growing coming forward uh, as a young man. Um, but most recently, Christmas just gone. Um, uh, oh, let me skip back a little bit. About eight years ago, I was asked by the wonderful Marie Carty to be a part of the Men of Letters series. She does a Women of Letters and a Men of, Le- a Men of Letters series. Um, and with the Men of Letters, you always have to write your letter to a woman who's changed your life. And when Marie asked me to be part of the series, I immediately thought, I'm going to write my letter to my daughter. Uh, and it was a, an incredibly cathartic uh, experience and um, it really helped with my, uh, I guess, my, th- my own therapy, in a sense. Um, subsequently, that letter got published in the Men of Letters and Women of Letters book. And last Christmas, uh, Ollie read that letter in the book. He'd never read it before um, or never heard it. And he, he found the book and he read it. And then he asked his mother if he could see the images of his sister. And so for the first time, he thought he, he actually met his sister properly. Um, and this was all off his own back. This was nothing to do with us. We didn't promote it or ask or coax him or... He just did it on his own. And since then, he's been he's been writing letters to his sister. Um, 
I guess off the back of the fact that I'd written a letter to him. But he's written more than one. Uh, and he was happy enough to share the first one with us. And he was also happy for me to share it with you guys as part of this series. And um, so I want to thank you, mate, for that. Uh, it, it's He's gone on to write more letters to his sister. We, don't, we haven't read those. Uh, they're for his own private um, time and his own private thoughts with his sis, um, which I think is quite extraordinary and exceptional for a 16 and a half year old male. Um, and I, I, yeah, I'm very, very super proud of him. Um, but here is his first letter to his sister as dated the 6th of December last year, 2019. To Meg, I don't really know how to start these letters. Like, sure, I read Dad's, but don't expect anything like that. The folks might think I'm only writing to you because I met you two nights ago, which is probably true. But I've forever wanted to chat. After sobbing to Dad's letter, I felt like you wanted to hear from me too. I'm not too sure where the hell you are, to be honest. I Like, I know I'm Catholic, but I don't think I've ever believed. You're not an angel. I think that you're more like a butterfly which sounds so fucking cringy. Now I read that, but it makes sense. Ever since I was a kid, I was shit scared of butterflies, which definitely would mean you are like your mother, just just playing. But you definitely would be fierce. On baller, I reckon. With a better left foot than me. <clears throat> My life right now is pretty fucking awesome. Girlfriend, mates, footy, typical Geelong teenager... Um, let me just say that the girlfriend is no longer, but uh, we can get onto that later. I don't really know what's ahead, like future-wise. I want to do that sports management course uh, at uni, but sometimes I just doubt myself. I'll be fine though. I've got the best support group around me. Your brother is good. He's such a pain sometimes, but I mean, you know, what can you do? Dad's great. He's been getting gigs since I was born. So all I have to do is stay alive. <laughs> <clears throat> Mum is killing it. Potter, Harry Potter, has done wonders for her confidence and her happiness. I remember in Dad's letter, this was about the part where he spoke about what you look like. Personally, no clue at all. I don't think you're tanned, stiff, <laughs> but you're not super white. <laughs> you're about five foot four with a short bob cut that is light brown and tinges of red. You have your nan's blue eyes and your Pepe's smile, Pepe being my father. Grandpa. You're at Sacred Heart, to Mum's disgust, and you play footy for Newtown. The Parkers, Bell Park, still don't have a team. Pa will convert you though. I will probably write back soon. Uh, this has been a really good thing for me. I'm not too sure what got me to write this letter. I think it's mostly Dad's letter, and maybe how Grace keeps talking and then crying about you. Grace is the girlfriend, was the girlfriend. <clears throat> She's cool. I reckon it'll take a while for you to start liking her. <laughs> but five months in, you guys are best mates. I've got to go now. Mum and Dad are going to be home soon. I need to let you know that I love you so much. I find it so cool that I can just talk to someone who doesn't need to say a whole lot back. Stay out of mischief. Say hi to Pat for me. And fly back soon. I speak soon, you big brother, Oliver.
can unequivocally say Oliver is one of the most passionate, um, empathetic, brilliant human beings I know. So, yeah, that's, um, that's the big brother. It's amazing how he still still wants to be the big brother as far as the girls go and all that stuff. Good Lord, you're lucky, Meg, that you are not here at times and you don't have a boyfriend because, oh, I think I'd be okay. I think you'd have more problems with your brother, to be perfectly honest. Um, but, yeah, he's a good man. And he loves you very much. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to hit subscribe to hear the rest of this season of In All Honesty. You could also give us a review or even tell a friend to their face. As always, if you need to talk to anyone about anything you've heard today, you can contact Lifeline on 13 11 14 or check our show notes for additional resources.